rolling? Producer one says we're rolling. Producer two, I'm sad to say, on this episode of The Road to Paris, ladies and gentlemen, he is fast asleep. He needs it. He's already bursting out of 12-month-old clothes, and he's four months old. Delaney's laughing because I exaggerate just a touch. But producer number two is asleep. Now, I know that this is an Olympic series. We're all about the road to Paris on The Road to Paris. But before I get into the Hamburg Elite 16, which happened this past weekend, I wanted to give a shout-out. To my boy T. Krabs, Taylor Crab, finally getting on the Manhattan Beach Pier. A huge congrats to Taylor Crab and Taylor Sander. It has been five years in the making for Taylor Crab, at least. I mean, he hit what I think is the most haunting swing I've seen in the past half decade in beach volleyball. Had a swing to win the Manhattan Beach Open in 2018. Missed by this much. Just sizzled it around Phil Dahlhauser and Nick Lucena. And credit to Nick Lucena for having the stones to let that swing go away. But it missed by like half an inch. Phil and Nick end up coming back to win. They win in three. Tay has been missing on the pier ever since. He's watched Trevor win three straight. He's watched Triborn win two straight. And now all is right in the beach volleyball world. Taylor Crab is on the pier. Could not be any, any happier for the guy. Love him. All the congrats to T. Crabs. And Hawaii maintains their control, their supreme reign over the Manhattan Beach Pier. Eight straight Manhattan Beach Finals have now featured a Hawaiian in the finals. So awesome, awesome stuff for them. And also a huge congrats to Betsy Flint and Julia Scholes. Took the longest road possible. They became the first one seed to ever lose to a 32 in the modern era of the AVP Tour at the Manhattan Beach Open. And what'd they do? Well, they came back, played nine matches, won the whole thing. And it made their decision to skip the Hamburg Elite 16 look quite good as Betsy Flint is now on the Manhattan Beach Pier. She was due just as Taylor Crabb was due. She made back-to-back finals, lost with Emily Capers, lost with Kelly Chang, and now she won with Julia Scholes. And they are hot. They made the finals in Montreal, took a silver medal, and then they won the Manhattan Beach Open. So their decision to skip Hamburg looks awfully good. However, the decision for... The ladies on my shirt right here, TKN, Kristen Nuss, and Taryn Cloth, their decision to skip the Manhattan Beach Open and instead go to Hamburg looks awfully good as well. They took a silver medal in Hamburg. That is, by I believe, their fourth medal of the year. Let me fact check that. I got to get my fact check sheet out here. That was their silver medal, fourth medal of the year. And guess what? They are now number one. In the USA, they took the number one USA spot over Kelly Chang and Sarah Hughes. They now have a 300-point lead. They won every single match until they got to the finals. They lost to Anna Patricia and Duda, the best team on the planet without question anymore. I know that I've been debating who's the best team in the world. There really isn't one. Anna Patricia and Duda, they're number one in the world. But number one in the USA, that's Kristen Nuss and Taryn Kloth. That's their fourth medal of the year. Kelly Chang and Sarah Hughes, they are now number two and number four in the world in the Olympic ranks. So Kristen Nuss and Taryn Cloth are number three in the world behind Barbara and Carol of Brazil, behind Anna Patricia and Duda of Brazil. Kelly Chang and Sarah Hughes, they are now number four in the world. They also went undefeated in pool, got a bye straight to the quarterfinals. And that quarterfinal bye, that's been their nemesis this year. It's kind of strange to see they, they've, that's the third time this year alone that they have won pool. And then they have lost in their quarterfinal after a bye. They lost in the second straight tournament to Barbara and Carol in the quarterfinals. But still, fifth place finish. We were asked on our most recent fan question episode, our team's figuring out Kelly Chang and Sarah Hughes, what's up with their slump? Yeah, 
Wow. So we have uh, apparently a third producer. Uncle Pete Bourne tries dad as <laughs> his laptop was open. And uh, apparently Siri or Alexa was listening into our conversation. So Kelly Chang and Sarah Hughes, that is the third time they've won pool and then lost in the quarterfinals. They're not slumping at all. I mean, they won pool. They beat Svenja Miller and Sinja Tillman, beat Valentina Guitardi and Marta Menegatti. They're playing great. They just keep losing in the quarterfinals. And by keep losing, that's just the third time it's happened. So fifth place finish, that's a usable finish to me in the Olympic ranks. Again, your baseline, the cut line for me is 7,200 points. That's an average of a ninth place finish in Elite 16 or fifth in a challenge. Kelly Chang and Sarah Hughes, they just keep tacking on usable finish after usable finish. And now the women's race for the U.S. is getting super interesting and also at the same time, paradoxically, less interesting because Kristen Terra, number three, now number one in the U.S., Kelly Chang and Sarah Hughes, number four in the world, number two in the U.S., the third ranked team in the Olympic ranks is Betsy Flint and Julia Scholes, and number four, who is actually number three in points per event, Sarah Sponsel and Therese Cannon. They have split. They are no longer playing together. Therese Cannon is signed up for the Paris Elite 16 with Megan Kraft, and so pretty much teams three on down, they've split. And Haley Harward is signed up for Paris with Alex Kleinman, fired up that Alex is feeling healthy enough after having her son, Theo, um, to, to play this soon. So the, the women's race is getting pretty bonkers. I don't know what happened with Sarah and Therese. You know, we'll let them come out with their own stories whenever they want to, if they do at all. But so Therese is now playing in Paris with Megan Kraft, if they can get in. I don't know what the point situation is. The Paris entry list isn't quite out yet. I'll link to that in the show notes when it does. So the women's race is essentially a three-horse race, unless Alex and Haley are able to get a wild card into the world championships and then they perform well that's asking quite a bit but if they do i mean i'm never ruling out alex Kleiman. i have a, a strong rule of thumb on this show you don't ever count out goats and alex Kleiman is one of the goats of this generation especially when it comes to blockers and we had another goat playing in hamburg this weekend a little lady named laura ludwig now i was bullish at the start of this olympic race on the german women I was just bullish on the wrong teams. I was really high on Car Carla Bordra and Sandra Itlinger, pretty high on Julia Sud and Isabel Schneider, also very high on Sinja Tillman and Svenja Mueller. They're back. They won a bronze medal in Hamburg. Fully back to me is Sinja Tillman and Svenja Mueller. They're one of the top teams. They're the top team in Germany, still in my mind, one of the top teams in the world, a contender to medal in the Paris Elite 16. However, Lara Ludwig and Luisa Littmann, they have surprised me quite a bit this year, especially because Ludwig... She's made so many Olympics. She's won world championships. She's won a gold medal. But then she had two kids. I wasn't sure how she'd be able to respond, especially picking up a partner who had no beach experience in, in Louisa Lippmann. She was a phenomenal indoor player. But it was taking her some time to adjust to the beach game, as it does to every indoor player, be it Reed Pretty coming out of the beach, be it Julian Laniel and Remy Bassero, be it Taylor Sander, Manhattan Beach Open champ. But Lippmann has found her stride. Two straight tournaments now. She has led the field in blocks in Edmonton. She led by 12 and they finished fifth. Here in Hamburg, they came out of the qualifier, and she led the field by 13 blocks, and again, they finished fifth. So Louisa Lippmann is legit, and when you put a defender behind her of the magnitude of a Laura Ludwig, they're going to make some plays, and make plays they did. They lost in three in the quarterfinals to Kristen Nuss and Taryn Cloth, and a fifth-place finish in Elite 16, followed by a fifth in a challenge, followed by a bronze medal at the European Champs, and just like that, Laura Ludwig and Louisa Lippmann, they are back, and they are in contention 
to qualify for the Olympic Games. Now, they're still down in the Olympic ranks, but they are trending in the right direction. And the sport's better for it. Anytime you get one of the GOATs playing at the top of their game, the sport is always going to be better for it. So good on Ludwig, good on Luisa Littman, and good for Germany. Not only did they perform as a federation, but they performed at home in the Hamburg Elite 16, exactly where you'd want them to. Now, while the Germans' race is getting super interesting in a manner that I didn't expect, I didn't expect Ludwig and Littman to be playing this good, this fast together, the Brazilian women's race, I think I'm, I'm calling it. I think it's over. Barbara and Carol, currently the number one team in the world in the Olympic rankings. They have 8,000 Olympic ranking points. They have 11 finishes, so they are ahead of Anna Patricia and Duda. AP and Duda are number two in the world. They have the highest points per finish of any team in the world. And with the rest of the Brazilian federation on the women's side, they're starting to drop off a little bit. Tana Silva and Victoria Lopez, they did not make it out of the qualifier. Andressa Cavalcanti and Vitoria de Souza, they did not make it out of the qualifier. Agatha and Rebecca, they barbecued, didn't break pool. And so you have Barbara and Carol, they took a fourth in Hamburg, again, extended their lead. Anna Patricia and Duda, they just won their third gold medal and fifth medal of the season. And so I think, to me, put it in Sharpie. The Brazilian women's race is done. It's not actually done. All right, there's still events to play. Just so you know, I'm not making that decision for the Brazilian Federation. But to me, I think the Brazilian Federation's race for the women is over. Barbara and Carol Petabanes, congratulations. Anna, Patricia, and Duda Petabanes, congratulations. You guys are number one and two in the world. To me, you're the teams who will be going to Paris for Brazil. Now, on to the men. And before we get to the men, of course... We're going to enjoy a brief YK water break. Small, small, cheers, small explosion of the YK. And as always, on our road to Paris, we're putting on our gooders for section number two, which are now covered in YK sparkling water. Gooder, as always, $25, 100% solarized, polarized sunglasses. Solarized would be a nice little word to use in advertising for sunglasses. Make awesome sunglasses. Super cheap, just 25 bucks. That's why I was able to replace my poor ginger soles who are at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean in Alaska. I've replaced them with these bright blues. Keith and, gosh, I forget the name of this one, but it's hilarious. Keith's Midnight Ramble. Something along those lines. They have great names. Go to their website. You'll find it. All of our links to our sponsors at the bottom in the show notes. All of our discount codes are there. You get discounts. You get deals. The whole nine with Waikea, with Wilson, Athletic Greens. Love them. And, of course, the new sponsor, Gooder. Now, for the men. Sweden is back. Any young fans watching this who are up-and-coming beach volleyball players, if you're not jump-setting or hand-setting, well, you might want to start doing that right now because Sweden, after Jonathan Helvig hurt his hand in the Ostrava Elite 16 where they took a fifth, had to forfeit to Andy Benish and Miles Partain, they are now the back-to-back European champions, won a gold medal for the second straight year, and then how they follow that up with another gold in the Hamburg Elite 16. Back-to-back gold medals for the Swedish boys. They are now number three in the Olympic rankings, jumped up 10 spots in the last two weeks alone. Good on Sweden. Now, Sweden, in my mind, there's no question that they are going to qualify for the Olympic Games. At the beginning of the year, I tabbed them to win the World Championships. That's coming up in October, and they're trending in the right direction. 
Now, Sam Kotafava and Paolo Nikolai, they have not been quite as consistent as Sweden. They've had kind of a, an inconsistent year so far to the point that they were back in qualifiers and even losing in qualifiers. And now they are back. They took a bronze medal in the Edmonton Challenge. They took a fourth at the European Champs. And then they came out of the qualifier in Hamburg to take a silver medal. Challenged the Swedish boys in the finals. Went to three. It was a tremendous final. Fantastic. But along the way to that final, they beat Anders Moll and Christian Sorm. They had been 0-6 as a team against Anders and Christian prior to that, four of those matches had gone three, had lost every single one of them. Finally, finally beat Anders and Christian. You could see how much it meant to Paolo Nikolai. He just fell on the sand and laid there for a minute, just basking in it. And afterwards, he's, of course, all class, saying that the reason that the men's game is raising its level so much all across the world is because Anders and Christian, they have forced the world to level up their game in order to keep up. And now we're seeing Sweden starting to keep up. We're seeing Andy Benish and Miles Partain. We're seeing Paolo Nikolai and Sam Kotafava stepping up. And Nikolai and Kotafava, they've changed up their offense because while Sweden's jump setting, guess what? Paolo Nikolai, an old dog, he can learn new tricks. He's jump setting and he's getting Sam Kotafava open net swings. They have evolved their game, added a bunch of wrinkles. Now they are a silver medalist. They are now number five in the Olympic rankings. Just jumped Adrian Carambola and Alex Rangieri in gross points. In points per event, Alex and Adrian still have the edge there, but Kotafava and Nikolai are now trending in the right direction. Two medals in their last three events and three semifinals in their last four events. Good on them. Stoked for Kotafava and Nikolai on a great, great event. Now, one more thing on the Italian Olympic race. That was the race I thought for the men's side was going to be the most interesting aside from the United States of America. And that's just biased because I'm an American. I love watching all my buds compete against each other. But Daniele Lupo and Enrico Rossi, they were wild carded into the qualifier of the Hamburg Elite 16. And that was sort of their last life draft of this 2023 season. They beat Steven Vandeveld and Matthew Emmers in the first round of the qualifier and then lost in the second round. And I think that that is just going to do it for them. To me, their only usable finish as far as Olympic rankings goes is their ninth in the Tepic Elite 16 earlier this year. And they've now lost in three straight qualifiers. Now, Daniele Lupo, one of the classiest guys, an all-time great defender, especially of this generation. Rossi, obviously phenomenal, made the Olympics with Adrian Carambula, but they've just, they haven't quite found it. And their time is running out. And to me, it's possibly running out. And I'm close to putting in Sharpie that the Italian Olympic race is over with Kotafava and Nikolai playing the way they are, with Adrian and Alex playing the way they have this entire season. So the Italian Olympic race, it's getting close to coming to an end. Now, the American Olympic race is getting close. It may, a lot of fans already consider it a, a race for the, the second spot, especially because Miles Partain and Andy Benish, they just continue to win and win and win. They go into Hamburg, again they win pool. Again, they sweep Alex Brower and Robbie Musin. That's the third straight time they've swept them. Again, they beat Spain. They're just, they're playing crazy good volleyball. They swept Adrian Carambula and Alex Rangieri. And then in the quarterfinals, they run into Sweden. Fantastic match. This is the matchup that everyone wants to see between the two teams who jump set more than any other in the world. Andy and Miles lose in a fantastic three-set match. And I think what really pretends amazing things for Benish and Partain is that that was one of Andy's sloppier matches in recent memory. And that was some of the best volleyball I've seen David Amon play in a long time. And they still went to three. So when you get the best of Amon and it, sort of a, a C plus 
performance from Andy Benish and you're still that close, that's a good sign for the Americans. Because when you're playing not that good against one of the best teams in the world and you're still hanging in there with them, it's an awesome sign. So good on Andy Benish and Miles Partain, tacking on another 760 points in their Olympic rankings, extending their lead even further, putting a lot more pressure on Triborn and Kame Shock and Trevor Crabb and Theo Bruner. Both of whom, if they do choose to go to Paris, will be in the qualifier for the Paris Elite 16. It means Miles and Andy are going to be the two or three seeds. So Miles and Andy are just way ahead of the game, just continue to shine and shine and shine. And their defensive system, it's the way they're running defense is so unique. It's different than any other team I've ever seen play. And we have Andy coming on the podcast on Wednesday. And all they, they run, their base defense is a big angle block and then a late line line dive block from Andy. Now, Andy's 6'9", has these huge arms, so he can make those moves to seal off those angle swings. Then Miles Partain, he can scoop those big line swings, can chase down the cut shots. They're a nightmare defensively. No one has really figured them out. Some teams are getting closer, like Sweden has to move Andy around. But still, I mean, their their worst finish is a fifth. And in the last three international tournaments, the only teams to beat him are Anders Moll and Christian Swarm once and Sweden once. That's how good Andy and Miles are playing and fired up for them. Stoked for them. Excited to have Andy on the podcast uh, on Wednesday. I think you guys will all enjoy that episode very much. Now, the last men's storyline I wanted to touch on is that the Brazilian Olympic race, George Wanderley and Andre Loyola, they struggled a little bit in the middle of the year. Now they have retaken control of that Brazilian Olympic race. They took a fourth out there in Hamburg, had to be kind of bummed to be playing Anders and Christian for bronze instead of Nikolai and Kodafava, but such is life on the Beach Pro Tour. The depth is just astounding. So George and Andre, they... Their fourth puts them number two overall in the Olympic race. They are now 800 points ahead of Evandro Goncalves and Arthur Mariano, 1,300 points ahead of Vitor Philippe and Hanato Lima. And they have now made the semifinals in three out of the last four tournaments. So George and Andre trending in the right direction at exactly the right time. You want to be peaking for these world championships that are coming up in October. Cannot stress that enough. Now, for the final section of the show, the struggle bus. The only teams, really, that I have on the struggle bus, and this sort of comes with an asterisk as well, is Matthew Emerson and Steven Vandeveld. They had a great start to the year, took that fourth in Uberlandia. They've since cooled off quite a bit. They took a 13th, a 17th at Stad, didn't qualify, took a 19th in Espino. That's a challenge. They barbecued, lost both matches of pool. They took a 21st in Hamburg, losing the first round of the qualifier to Daniele Lupo and Enrico Rossi. Now, that asterisk, that asterisk is there because they did take a fifth in the European Championships, which is a, a stacked and loaded event. They won their pool. They played great, and then in Hamburg, they just fell a little bit flat. So that fifth is still very valuable, still usable, a usable finish in my book. Again, that's 600 points. That's exactly what you're looking for uh, in this Olympic race. The other team on the struggle bus, the only other team on the struggle bus, is the Grimalt cousins, Marco and Esteban. Their string of their last couple tournaments, they took a ninth in the Edmonton Challenge, a 13th in Montreal, didn't break pool, and they lost in the first round of the qualifier in Hamburg to Eve Hausner and or Eve Hold on. Quentin Matral and Eve Hausner. Yes, that's right. And so the Grimalt's a little bit on the struggle bus, but we know that they can get hot on a moment's notice and they can just go win an event just when you think they're out. That's just the way that this Beach Pro Tour has gone. Next up, 
on the Beach Pro Tour is the Paris Elite 16. That is the last Elite 16, last event before World Championships. So I will see you guys there. Now, that Paris entry list is getting interesting. Therese Cannon signed up with Megan Kraft. Alex Kleiman signed up with Haley Harward. And now before I sign off, I just want producer number two to come say hello to everyone. He's woken up from his nap. So I will see you guys at the end of September after the Paris Elite 16, and then I will be in Mexico for World Champs, and I will have my main man, Frito, there. He will be substituting in for the lovely Delaney Mawerder, producer number one, and we, alas, will not have a substitute in Mexico for producer number two, Austin Zahn. So until the Paris Elite 16 shoots.